for the moms who raised us up, gave us love, and made us strong. For the praying moms who don't always know what to do, but always know who to talk to. For the hurting moms who've loved and lost, but never given up. For those who never got called mom, but who cared for us all like a mom would. For the young moms who became moms sooner than expected and gave it all they had. For the single moms who tirelessly and courageously learned how to do this on their own. For the stepmoms and the stand-in moms who rose to the occasion and loved us well. For the working moms, the stay-home moms, the cooking moms, and the takeout moms, thank you for teaching us how to walk, how to learn, and how to make a difference. For taking care of us when you barely had enough time to take care of yourself. For comforting us when we felt alone and afraid. For lifting us up when others put us down. For the rides, the meals, the laundry, and the birthday parties. For the years, tears, laughter, and love. It's not enough, but we want to say thank you. doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. We love you. We honor you. We remember you today. Happy Mother's Day. Exactly. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. And I know many of you woke up. You woke up this morning, and, and the first thought you had was, "I want to listen to someone talk about motherhood, and I want it to be a man." Right? That's that's some of you this morning. I know, and I'm really sorry if that was not you, but this is what you have to put up with today. Um, no, and all jokingness aside, um, I've. I've been very blessed the past few years to the pastor of this church, be one of the pastors here and preach before you almost every week. Uh, but something you, I've been very adamant about is I've always found a way to not do Mother's Day. And what I mean by that is, if you notice, I've never done a Mother's Day message. Uh, we always have a different series that we're going through. We'll make mention of it. Um, but I recognize, I was like, I'm not the right person, obviously, to talk about motherhood as a man. Um, and I grew up in this situation where 
every uh, you know, Mother's Day came around, and the services were always the same, right? The Mother's Day was always about uh, let's honor uh, mothers, and then Father Day would come around, and it's like let's trash the fathers and tell them how bad they're doing, right? Uh, and some of you, you're like, that's that was my experience. I grew up in church like that, so I've tried to do things a little bit different and have a different vibe with different things, and, and I realize that's not really right. Um, and the being that is that the women in the Bible are celebrated. And this is a day to celebrate you. In fact, if you're not a mother, this is, I, I treat this as a day to just celebrate all the women in our church in a variety of different ways, just like that video talked about, because you guys are worth it. You guys deserve to be celebrated for what you put up with week after week, just trying to just follow Jesus in a world that's very difficult to do that. Um, and that's to, to celebrate you today, that this is what this day is about. In fact, if I, if I was the president of Hallmark, I'd be like, let's just rebrand this holiday as just Women's Day. And the Bible is full of that. Because if you look at the Bible, the women in the Bible, nine times out of ten, they are far better than the men right? They have better faith, better courage. They do things better. And it's like, and then you look at the men, they're just idiots, right? But then the women are oftentimes like, we should just follow their example, right? And so this morning, we're going to do a little bit of a similar vibe. So rather than me let's saying, hey, let's open up the Bible and let's talk about motherhood, because as a man, I'm an expert in that. We instead wanted to do something different this Mother's Day. We actually wanted to invite someone up on stage and just have a conversation about uh, them as a, a woman, as a wife, and as a mother, and how that is going to be an encouraging conversation for all of us. So it's, today's a little bit different. If you came in looking forward to a sermon, if you're a guest, this is not what we normally do, but this is something we might go forward doing if this, uh, you know, this might be a good tradition for us. We'll see. Uh, but this morning, I would like to actually invite up to the stage with me our own Alexa Foster. So everyone give a round of applause. Okay, so uh, Alexa, before we get started, I've got a question. Um, am I saying your name right, Alexa? I know that seems weird, but here's the thing. We have an Amazon Alexa at our house, and it does not understand my voice when I, when I, every time I use it. So we use it to, as a white noise machine for Harper, um, and a lot of times I end up just shouting and screaming at it because it doesn't understand me, which is really bad when you're trying to put a baby to sleep. Um, <laughs> And so I, I was thinking about this after we talked earlier this week, um, and I went back and tried to put Harper down and end up screaming at the uh, Amazon Alexa. I was like, am I saying your name right? Yeah, um, we have one too. It's not real great for our, we are gifted it for our wedding. It's not real great for our household. Okay, okay, so it's not <laughs> just me. not to say my name, or she's just spewing in the background. Okay, <laughs> it's always listening. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Okay, so... Um, uh, when we had this conversation a couple weeks ago, and I was like, hey, I've got this idea, um, I'd like to invite you up, and we, we chose you because we were looking for certain criteria. Um, obviously, uh, a wife and a mother we would want for this, um, but we also wanted someone who was very clear, have a heart of, I want to follow Jesus. Like In this, this kind of world that you're like, hey, I want to not just say, hey, I believe Jesus rose again and stuff like that, but you're like, I, I want to look like Jesus. I want to follow him. And so we, we were thinking about that with the different women in the church, but we also wanted someone who was a young mother because we've been very blessed as a church of a lot of new babies that have been born, new Rona babies here. And so there's a lot of young mothers. Um, and so we wanted someone of that, that category, but we also wanted someone who hasn't had an opportunity to suffer the scrutiny of being up on stage and looking at everyone, right? Um, uh, just someone who, yeah, who has... 
those kind of uh, heart to want to, you know, encourage. And so we thought of you, and you were very excited at first. You were like, yeah, honored. And then I sent you a list of like 50 questions that we were going to ask. And I was like, God. Yeah, um, and so don't worry, we are not going to ask 50 questions. Um, uh, through this week, we kind of weeded down to about five really good ones. And so you guys are lucky. You're, I know some of you are thinking, great, I showed up to the wrong yeah, place. We're going to do 50 questions. Um, but we're going to just go ahead and dive into some of these. Before we do that, can you just go ahead and introduce yourself for those who don't know you? Yeah, um, my name is Alexa. My husband has to work today, so that's great. I'm just here by myself. Um, his name's Scott. We met in South Carolina. He was in the military, and he's originally from here, and long story short, we ended up moving here together. We've been together for four years, um, married for three. We have a little girl named Oakley, and she's three, and we just had a son um, this past year, and he's, he's six months tomorrow. Um, we started coming... <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Uh, we started coming to this church because Amanda and Devin Kyle invited us um, a little over a year ago, and um, we fell in love with it. So we started coming, and are pretty faithful in coming, and we like it. Awesome, awesome. So today we're you know we're celebrating certainly mothers, um, but this is also celebrating all uh, you know ladies in our church and stuff like that. But looking at just the the mother aspect. Can you just, let's go ahead and start off. What are some of the greatest joys you are finding right now as a mother, as a wife, um, and what encouragement that could be to us to share? Um, well, for me personally, um, with both being a parent and um, a spouse, I just find my joys um, the most with all the little things. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's good. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of cool as a parent. You're getting to watch a you know, kids grow up and stuff like that and the little things. Um, and there's a lot of beauty in the little moments of yeah. a marriage and parenting. Um, like right now we're, we're trying to teach Harper to walk. And so uh, this morning um, I grabbed her by the arms and like she walked the rest of the way to me rather than me pulling her. I was like, that was awesome, you know. <laughs> uh, and I know that seems super small, but like if you're a parent, you understand. Like it is, it's yeah. some of the little cool things. Like Oakley, she's the most verbal little three-year-old ever. And she like, just randomly, I love you, mommy, oh. I, all the time. I and mean, we always follow it up with so much. And so it's just the cutest little thing. And Archer, he's clearly younger than her, but just walking into a room and he looks at you and smiles. Like any parent with a baby, you know, that's just like the best little feeling. Mm-hmm. Or them playing in the other room and they're giggling with each other. Oakley like just falls on the ground to make him laugh. And, you know, those little things are like the best little things ever. Mm-hmm. Like, to your children, you are the safest place on earth to them. So when they give you that love and feeling towards it, it's just, it's uncomparable to anything you'll feel. Yeah. Can, can you speak on that as well with, like, marriage? And, I don't know. Um, what are some of the joys of marriage? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you I recently had a fight with him, I'm sorry. He's probably going to watch this later. <laughs> I can't. My notebook because if I spew from too far from this, we're gonna, we might be in trouble. I'm not, I don't really know where I'll take it. That's okay. If anyone's um, getting in trouble, it'll well, be me. Same, so. thing with, same thing with a marriage. I mean, it's all also all the small things your spouse does for you, or I mean, boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, no matter what, um, uh, it's just having that companion and knowing that the both of you will. And go through good times and bad times, and you're to, you're there together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and knowing that you bring joy to each other and everything. And there's a few people in here that could testify that if they know Scott, he's goofier than a $3 bill. He is crazy. So, but we need that. And you just have to find what you need in a relationship. And for us, it's just him being a nut. I mean, it's just with him, you just, you just have to find what makes you happy. And that's what makes us happy is finding a friendship in one another. Mm, that's good. Um, and all three of them just bring me joy in all of those. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So um, speaking in, because we're obviously in a church, so it's good to talk about Jesus, but that's good any occasion to talk about Jesus because he's kind of a big deal. Um, and so looking at your, your journey and stuff like that, um, I'm not going to ask you to go into details, but I'm just curious with your heart to hopefully follow Jesus, and I think you would echo that that's true, has there been any like inspirational passages or scripture you're like, this is something that really helps me to, uh, to bring joy into my marriage and into my parenting and into my life in general? The, this has been a big encouragement yeah. that you can share with all of us. So um, I really found Jesus when I was in high school. And I came across a verse when I was 15. 14, 15, and um, that's Matthew 17, 20. And it has a lot of, like, yees and woes inside the verse, but this is just the basic um, kind of what you should get from it. And it says, Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Hmm. Yeah, so you can take it any way you you want to, but I don't think Jesus was really telling us to physically go to a mountain and, and just like, here, move over real quick because I have faith. You know, I don't, I don't think that he was literally telling us to physically move it. I think it was more of a verse of encouragement um, to rather say, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, and for context, if you know what a mustard, it's like, like a poppy seed. It's like the tiniest little seed, I think in the southeast. Um, but if you have faith as small as that, um, nothing will be impossible for you. Mm. Any, I mean, the, the problems you have could be as high as a mountain, but as long as you have Jesus with you, nothing is impossible. And Jesus is telling us that without him, we can't do anything. And that with him, because he is always working in us, um, nothing he has given us to do will ever be impossible. That's really good. Um, yeah, we got it up on the screen. So thank you guys for being on top of it up there. Um, quick on the draw. But no, that's, that's a beautiful passage. And I think that that kind of really does speak to, um, you know, a, a lot of different aspects of life. So like singleness, uh, marriage, uh, parenting, all of it is, is like a mountain, you know, and anyone who's ever hiked, you understand like getting to the top of the mountain is wonderful, but the journey from the bottom is oftentimes difficult. Um, and I don't think, yeah, Jesus was saying, hey, you're just going to say it and poof, it's gone. Yeah. But you move a mountain kind of like one stone at a time. And that, that takes a lot of faith of like ongoing. And, and we, it, I think he's speaking in some ways as very encouraging to, to those who are in struggling situations where you're kind of like facing something that seems like an insurmountable obstacle. But you go at it faithfully. 
you go at it steadily. You go at it with a heart that like God is working in this and I'm going to partner with God and we're going to move forward. And, and I think we all can have experiences of looking back in our life and seeing that there are mountains that God has moved in our past that maybe we don't even remember them. Like we just look back and we're like, wow, there's a whole mountain range behind us and there's still one in front of us, but God has gotten us this far. And, and that's something I think is kind of really powerful um, because there are those moments in life. You know, if you're, if you're single, if you're married, I don't think marriage is one mountain. I think it's a whole mountain range. <laughs> um, parenting is the same aspect, but, but one stone at a time, that faithfulness and stuff like that. Um, I think that's, that's powerful. That, that, that's what it looks like to, to follow Jesus, not just a single moment of saying, yeah, I believe, but it's an ongoing partnership with God, moving one stone at a time, working yeah. with God, and looking back and saying, wow, God, look what you did. Um, and so with that in mind, can you maybe speak to some maybe mountain moments or some challenges that you've experienced in parenting and marriage um, and be a voice of encouragement to us now to, to see how God has worked through your faith in these things? Yeah. Um, so with marriage, uh, to start off with, um, I think I mean, the greatest challenges for us, and I would assume everybody else is just figuring it out. I mean, you have to figure yourself out just as well as figuring your spouse out. I mean, we've all, we're all coming from different backgrounds. We're all coming from different childhoods. Um, we all bring different things to the table. Um, but in marriage, when you guys come together, you're promising yourselves to God and to each other. Um, and with that, you should bring the in-it-to-win-it mentality um, you're a team always. It's never you against your spouse, but rather it should be your spouse and you against the problem. So um, That's mean, difficult to do. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, so just be a team always and, and rise above your challenges together and show that you're working on yourself and your spouse should be working on themselves as well just to come back and be stronger together. That's, I mean, that should be the goal. Because um, uh, what makes a marriage count isn't always necessarily how compatible you are, but how we deal with our incompatibility. Mm. Um, and that how we should put God above everything. Your spouse. That means that put God above your spouse, above your children, and above yourself. That's what God commands us to do. And that's where we'll find ourselves the happiest. Um, and as far as parenting goes... Uh, the, let me tell you, the last time I was the perfect parent was before I was one. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's, everything's hard about being a parent. You've had this little human just following everything that you do. I mean, they're, they just replicate everything you do. So, um, you've got that on top of your shoulders, and then you have you know, mom shaming, mm. where Mary Jo in the corner tells you that her kids only wear organic cotton. Like, what, how, who, what does that mean? I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, really. <laughs> so just, just do what you think is best. I mean, no matter what, your kids will see that and know that you're there for them. The other hardest part is, I mean, technology and the accessibility they have to all the evils of the world. I mean, us as parents have to realize that we need to, um, you know, take the phone away, take the tablets away, take, turn the channel, you know, uh, take, make sure, hold on. 
make sure that what's influencing our kids is what we want them to be influenced by. Whatever they think is funny and whatever they think is entertaining is following God's will. I mean, they don't have to watch Veggie Tales all the time, but, you know, we want what's best for our kids. We need to pray for our kids so that they find the spirituality that we want them to have. Mm. Um, and it's up to us to make sure we're spending more time worshiping and praying and talking about God to imprint on each day for them. And it's up to us to reach out to our neighbors who need help and show the, the love to one another and put our faith into action. We have these little mini-me's, young or old, looking to us for, God, for direction. And um, it's up to all of us, moms and dads alike, to anchor our lives into Jesus Christ and to testify, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, and, I mean, make sure our kids know what a sin, that it's a sin, and let them know that even if they do make mistakes, that God's there for them, just as much as we are. That, I mean, our love's there 24-7. Um, sometimes it's really hard, and we're not entitled to an easy fix. And, that, I mean, all of these lessons in life is something we don't want them to go through, but they will. And, uh, you know, you need to put your full faith. <laughs> no, that, that's really good. Um, I certainly like your aspect of last time your perfect parent was before your <laughs> kid. I mean, that, that's certainly true. Um, and it is a incredibly difficult challenge um, of parenting. And I like the fact that you, you brought up the topic of mom shaming. I never realized how big of a deal that was until you know, Jody and I became parents. In fact, Jody was in the middle of labor and the nurse in the room said something to, to shame us on the, the labor process that, that we went with. Um, you know, Jody's in pain and the lady's like, well, I didn't even have to have an epidural. I was like, why are you saying that right now? <laughs> like, really? Like, um, is that really the place where you want to like put your superiority right now when someone is trying to bring life into the room? Um, but like, that is a, like, that's a serious thing and I think every parent kind of deals with that of man with family members and friends and other just random strangers sometimes who will just say things when you're like man I'm just trying to do the best I can yeah. to raise a child who will uh, be kind who will be generous who will more than anything love Jesus and and it's very easy for people to nitpick and you know over the smallest little things like diapers you know like uh, what diapers did you use? What formula did you use? And things yeah. like that. And, and it, it blew me away. I never realized how much that is a thing until we became a parent um, and stuff like that. And so I, what I have found, and that some of you are probably going to find this kind of rude. I don't know. I might get in trouble for this. But in my experience, when I find someone who is doing that to us, oftentimes it's not, their, it's not them trying to throw, make us feel insecure about our parenting, which is sometimes how we end up feeling. But it's really a shine, or sign of how insecure they feel about their parenting. Um, and just opening the eyes of saying, yeah, and you're saying that because there's something in your life that makes you feel insecure mm -hmm. as a parent. Um, and how we all kind of, misery loves company. And this is just a show that this is a mountain. That we're moving one step at a time as we're trying to move forward. Um, especially to raise uh, family members and kids who will love God and love people. And so you spoke on it already a little bit, but 
is there, can you elaborate a little bit? Like, I know your kids are young, but looking ahead to seeing how they're going to be when they graduate, and you guys are thinking about that, what are you finding now as motivation to help your kids to, to love God and love people, you know, when they get to be seniors in high school and you're releasing them out and hopefully not kicking them out, but releasing them out <laughs> into the world to, to follow Jesus, you know, how, what are some things that you're thinking about now, if, I know your kids are young, but to help them to, to love God and love people one day? Yeah, um, I think that, I mean, for young, younger or older kids, that, like I said, we model everything to them. Um, we model our relationships with other people. We model um, our interactions with other people and how we handle it, whether that's positive or negative. Um, and in like respect, we do the same thing with Jesus, uh, how we model our relationship with him, what they see when we, with our relationship in Jesus. Do we turn to him when we're having a great great life or do we turn to him when we're having both and and why do we do one and not the other um the way we interact with him and how we interact uh with our kids is showing them you know if mom and dad do it that's the way i need to do it too um uh, by showing our children at whatever age that may be that God is our center and our strength and our courage and grace, uh, that God really, really is amazing and glorious in that um, he doesn't need to just live in our lives, that he can live in everybody else's as well. Um, so that, to me, is the best way to show them to grow love for God and other people. I mean, just show them. You don't, I mean, they're just like us. Mm-hmm. And like respect, I mean, they're just learning from us, whether we realize yeah. it or not. That is something I think the world really needs to be reminded of. In fact, I was reminded of it this week that, that all of us have a responsibility to steward the faith of the next generation. That the people who come after us, and you might be like, I don't have kids, but you know what? There are people who are younger than you, who you have a responsibility to steward the faith onward to them. And the most powerful way we do that is being a good model of it, not just be like, hey, I'm a good churchgoer, but Monday through Saturday, is this true of who you are? Are you, are you truly following Jesus? Are, are you seen as a, a praying person, as a humble person, as a generous person, as a loving person, someone who has an allegiance to Jesus above all else? Like, is that the model that your kids see Monday morning? Because the reason why, I'm going to tell you parents, you're probably not going to like this, the reason why my generation and those who are younger than me are leaving the church it's because we saw our parents be frauds. We saw our parents come to church, play the Christian game, but throughout the week there was no Jesus. Throughout the week there was no true faith and following of Jesus. And so we, we owe a responsibility, all of us, to the next generation to steward this forward, to, to model what it looks like to, to follow Jesus. If we want this Christian Jesus movement to continue and we want it to see in our kids and we've got to start with ourselves and how we model it. So thank you for that, that reminder. That, that's, that's really good. I think it's something that's really needed. Um, a few more questions. Um, so you mentioned uh, the judgment thing um, earlier, the parent shaming. Can, can we backtrack to that and can you just give some advice on how do you personally deal with when people give you judgment on your marriage or your, your parenting? Um, you know, how, how do you deal with that? Um... Yeah, really it's just you are who you hang out with. 
Um, I believe that 100%. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it all just comes down to that your marriage just needs advocates, not adversaries. Mm, you need somebody good. to lift you guys up. I mean, the last thing you want to do is tell somebody one argument, leave. I'm, no way. I mean, surround yourself and seek people out who have the same Christian values as you. Surround yourself and your kids with them as well to grow up into that. Um, not the ones who urge you to abandon them. Hmm. That's good. That's really good. I heard once um, from a pastor far smarter than me that you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Yeah. Um, and that's good. You are. Good. I mean, really, truly look at your friends and, and see. I mean, do you think that you want... I mean, if you're not happy with it, change. Mm. That's good. That's brave. <laughs> not a lot of people will say that too, <laughs> but that's good. That's good advice because people need to hear that. So thank you for sharing that. Can you give any final tips or helpful advice on um, your experience of uh, parenting and marriage? Yeah, this is like a... <laughs> um. Hold on. I wrote it down. I just have to find it. You can't put me on the spot of the I'm won't sorry. know what we're going to hear. <laughs> Found it. Okay. Um, oh, tips. Yes. Okay. This is what I said. Um, oh, in both new relationships and wanting to be new parents, like, this is how I guided this uh, question. Um, it, you don't look for the best time. Uh, don't wait for all your ducks to be in a row. Uh, you can't wait for that. I mean, it, it just won't happen. You just, sorry to tell you that, but you, you have all these aspirations and goals that you want these four things to happen before you have kids or before you get married. Or, and more than likely, it just won't happen because it's just going to keep on growing. And then before you know it, you should have got married 10 years ago, or you should have, I mean, you lost your chance to have kids, or you lost that house you were wanting to buy, or car, you know, whatever it may be. Um, as much as you want those goals and aspirations, you have to realize, too, that the devil knows exactly what your goals and aspirations are, too. Um, and that his whole job is to rob you of that. Um, he wants to rob you of that, and that's... I mean, sometimes, unfortunately, that happens. So if you're waiting on the right time to get married or have that baby or buy that house or car, like I said, anything like that, just leap and leap into faith that Jesus and knows exactly what your journey on this earth is to do. Leap and know and have faith in God. Um, he knows, I mean, everything it takes in this world is to put God in the center of it. And as long as you have that, don't have a worry. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's really good. Thank you so much for um, all the wisdom you shared um, and the reminder of, you know, this is a journey and, you know, we're invited to in it with Jesus, one stone at a time, moving the mountain, walking by faith into these difficult areas and seeing how he moves the mountains around us, um, that we can look back in our past and say, you know what, this is what God did. Um, so thank you for those reminders um, and the encouraging words. Can we give her a round of applause this morning?
as we close this morning. Um, I just want to go ahead and address what is the pain in many in this room. This is not an easy day for everybody. There's a lot of hurt um, in the Mother's Day. There's a lot of things that don't feel fair. And there's a lot of things that we wish we can change. And I don't say that to bring you pain. I don't say that to put a flashlight on it. I say merely to point out a couple different things I want you to know when you leave this room. First off, that this is a place that you are loved and you do not face that pain alone. You do not face that pain alone. You are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. Because I understand how difficult this day can be. I've heard your stories. I've seen the way that this holiday, this day of celebration can affect some. And so I know. And I want you to know that you are seen and that you are loved. More than anything by Jesus. In fact, if you look at scripture, I know we oftentimes think of God as a father, but there's a lot of passages about God as a, as a mother to us. You read the prophets, the old guys who like to yell and rant and they talk about fire and brimstone and things like that. And you get this picture of God as a warrior, but they also show you in the exact same passages, God wanting to treat his people like a mother. It's like this image of Wonder Woman on the scene, rising to the enemy, to defeat the enemy and to bring comfort and security Jesus himself talked about the way he loved his people was like a mother hen wanting to wrap her wings around her children. And so I want you to know, not only are you seen and heard and loved, but more than anything, there is a God who wants to be like a mother to you. Who wants to show you the love that maybe you feel like you deserve to have never got from your own mother. To show you the love that you miss from your mother. And so this song that we're about to sing is for you. This is the song for those who are like, this is a hard day for me today. Earlier this week, Stephanie reached out to Dave and I. She's like, hey, I want to end with this song. And I thought, this is perfect. This is something that, that we need because there are those who are hurting this room. And I want you to know that there is hope in Jesus. There's a love and a comfort only found in the arms of Christ. So won't you stand and let's sing together.